Rewatchers. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we discuss a different facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And this week we have a very special episode. We are bringing you another installment of the famed Adrian Tapes. Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about what the Adrian Tapes are? Sure. This is almost like proto-DVD commentary where the Highlander himself, Mr. Adrian Paul, recorded effectively a behind-the-scenes look at various episodes and things like that from the early days of Highlander. That's right. And we've been given permission to release these. So what we've done is we've taken these tapes and converted them digitally and tried to remaster them the best we could, uh, cleaned up the audio and the speed and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so we hope everybody out there can enjoy these today. Eamon, what tape are we releasing today? What is this going to be covering? Today is the uh, first side of the second tape covering the Hunters, the final episode of the first season that arose from the ashes of the death of Werner Stocker. That's what it says on the back of this tape. Arose from the ashes, like a mighty phoenix. That's right. And so Adrian Paul recorded these, sharing his thoughts and behind-the-scene tidbits on the production of the show. And if you're interested in following Adrian Paul, make sure to go to theswordexperience.com if you're interested in taking one of his many sword classes that are traveling around America and in internationally keith uh, and i did one we had a great time so if you're interested in taking one of those head on over to swordexperience.com and i'm sure you can find it coming to a city near you also if you're interested in um, supporting adrian's other endeavors check out his website for the peace fund and also his radio show peace fund radio so we hope you enjoy this installment of adrian tape number two side a the hunters adrian take it away <laughs> So it's like a history book. Whoever wrote it was a historian, yeah. The secretary to a secret order of men who observed us but did nothing to interfere. That's why we didn't know about them. The second show that was a turning point for me, or a very focal show of Highlander the series, was The Hunters. To me, this had two reasons why it uh, was very important. One, because it killed off one of the most important characters in the show, Darius, played by Werner Stocker. And also because it set up the canon of Highlander, which was the idea of having watches that uh, pursued us through, through time. The funny thing was, this show, although it was set up very well, should never have ended like this because of Werner Stucker's illness. The fates put the show in our hands to change it and restructure it at the last minute. At this particular point in time, it was a you know, really long end of the season. I've never sort of worked this hard. It was one of the hardest jobs I'd ever done. And we sort of coming into the final stretch with a good script, although the death of Darius wasn't exactly what I really wanted to happen because I thought he was a good character. And uh, I was looking forward to the script also because Roger Daltrey was coming in. And I never knew him prior to this. But I was always wondering whether he had a little bit of star attitude or not, like a lot of musicians and actors of renown have. But I was pleasantly surprised when he still remained a London boy, always in the mood for a practical joke. However, a day or so before he arrived to Paris, I got news, or the company got news, that Werner Stocker was ill and couldn't do the show. It didn't surprise me because a month or so earlier Werner complained to me about feeling ill and it was odd, I don't know, there was something very strange about it. He was a quiet guy, you know, usually, with dry sense of humour, very small type of actor in his mannerisms, but very technical and very, uh, very good. 
It was supposed to start shooting on the Friday, and by the Wednesday, we found out that we had to rewrite the entire script because originally his death was supposed to happen in the center of the script and not at the beginning. I remember the meeting actually pretty vividly when we sat in a room. Uh, there was Gary Goodman, the producer, the script girl, Roger Daltrey, and Paula Barsman, the director, and myself. And we spent about four hours talking about uh, what had been rewritten up until this point and trying to make sense of it. Because what had happened was that a lot of the scenes had been restructured. And when you restructure a scene, sometimes it causes holes in other parts of the story and you have to plug them from there. So we were trying to find ways to restructure the material without having to have a major, major rewrite by us doing that. The lucky thing for us was that we were supposed to start shooting on the Friday, which was like a day and a half away, and we were in panic. Luckily, they said, okay, we'll, we'll shoot on Mondays, which gave us three days instead to actually try and have a little breathing space and really figure out what we were going to do. And I think Roger was a little taken back at, you know, the way we worked, but there's nothing I could do about it. I felt like a cheap production, you know, oh, well, we've got this script and here, have a look at it. And I thought it was a shame that it was his first introduction to the show that I thought had pretty good quality, but, you know, he got stuck with his script that was really disjointed at the time. When we started shooting on the Monday, we had a vague idea of what we were going to do. And uh, we were, had to come up with ideas of scenes that were going to have a very deep meaning to them that would carry the story of who Darius was to MacLeod. And the pivotal scene for that, for me, was when McLeod goes back to the rectory to find some clues on Darius's deaths. The rectory scene itself was shot in a really haphazardous way. We were shooting in a, a town outside of uh, Paris called Compagne, where we were also shooting some of the flashback sequences and um, also the hunter's lair, which, where Fitzcairn was captured during the show. And I'd been waiting around most of the day. Uh, they were shooting another scene, and I was still trying to figure out what was going to be best in the scene, and I know Paola was a little disjointed on how to shoot it, because this scene was supposed to be incorporated in flashbacks of other shows that we'd already done. So, since Paola hadn't seen Band of Brothers, or some of the other shows that Darius and I had been in, I was sitting there trying to figure out, okay, what were the best flashbacks that we could do, and what were the camera moves that we could do to do an easy transition into those flashbacks. The first one I came up with was the flashback of the first meeting between Darius and McLeod. This scene ended with the horse wiping the frame. Since we had to cut between these flashbacks and the rectory scene, Paolo was able to give us a similar camera move to tie in the flashback scene with the one in the present. There were four items that I found that would give us a good clue to these flashbacks. One was the teapot which was used in The Beast Below, where Darius gave me the tea made from mold form. Christ, have a fit. Oh, this isn't some more of your moss stuff, is it? No, 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 no. I don't trust you. Are you sure it's not? It's from a mold form. <laughs> there was also a metal globe, the mug that I gave a wounded soldier when I first met Darius, and finally the chest set that was always there. What I wanted to show was how there was a different aspect in the relationship between McLeod and Darius. There was the humor, the competitiveness, the mentor-student or scholar relationship. Although I wasn't sure at the time what the editors would use, I thought we'd give them the best things to choose from so that they could intercut between the shows. A month or two later, I heard that Werner Stocker passed away. When I saw the final cut of the episode, I came to the scene in the rectory and saw that the editors had chosen to use the scene from For Tomorrow We Die. So, my old friend, how are we today? Mm. Are you ready for our game? 
Or are you afraid I'll finally be you? What's the matter? Sometimes being a Catholic priest is easier than other times. Anything you want to talk about? Would that I could, my friend, would that I could. Knowing how actors work, I believe Werner was substituting his own life when we were doing this scene. And seeing it for the first time in this context, it sent chills down my spine. For this scene to also come during an episode called For Tomorrow We Die made it even more eerie. However, at the time of the shooting, we were still trying to have as much fun as we could. And the flashback sequence was no exception, because Roger and I, by this point, had already spent a few days together and we started to meld and, and figure out what our characters were trying to do to each other. And uh, I guess dressed up in a, a medieval costume, frolicking around, having a good sword fight was you know, a great time to sort of get some camaraderie going. I particularly liked, actually, Roger's first entrance into the show, which he brought in, and I think that really set his character. When he saw um, Tessa and McLeod in the throes of love on the floor and sort of burst into the barge and then just started talking about himself, you know, which was very much what his character was about. It was the Fitzcan that we were all about to love and, and uh, see for the next uh, couple of shows. Why can't you live in an apartment like everybody else? Fitzcairn? Oh, excuse me. I hope that sword isn't for me. It is if you keep staring. Hey! Oh, forgive me, my lady. That's Tessa. Hugh Fitzcairn, I was so taken with your loveliness. Well, thank you, kind sir. Kind and brave. Did Duncan ever tell you about the time? Oh, I'm we, uh... sure you will, so why don't you go uh, on deck and I'll meet you up there in a second. That's Fitz. This show set up not only the differences between Immortals and Hunters, but also the similarities. And to me, this was really interesting because it was also a show that had a couple of great lines that expressed these points. The Hunters hunted the Immortals, who they saw as bad, yet not all of them were. Look at Mac and Fitz. The line that says it all was when McLeod finally came to save Fitzcairn in the final scene and runs into Horton for the very first time. Is that how you killed Darius? I'm an aunt. You hate us, but you expect us to behave honorably. Why is that? When you kill me, others will come to continue what we have begun. <laughs> this isn't about mortals. We have our own fight, don't you understand? We've always understood. We will never be dominated. No one dominate Liar! We know about the gathering. Talk to me! Tell me what you know! It's about power. There is nothing greater than the power of man. This causes a huge dilemma for McLeod and makes Horton's character grey instead of black as we've seen him up to this point. It was a really interesting line because there can be nothing greater than the power of man and yet an immortal is a man. The one thing about this show also that I hadn't really shown so far, although Mac was quite a dark character in the first season, was how dark he could actually get. 
And although it was beginning to turn into the guy I figured he should be, and he turned into in the next two seasons, which was much lighter, he could deal with life a little better in the next two seasons, he still had within him, you know, a real animalistic rage. And a rage that, in the same sense, came out of pain, because the pain came from his friend that he'd known for 250 years, and a very good friend of his that had been murdered for some senseless reason and some ethic that some guy had. When I work, I only want to know what the arc of a character is and what the scene is about. However, external influences can affect your performance in a scene. The last scene that we shot was the burial of Darius, or should I say the scattering of his ashes. Now, I knew that this was going to be a tough scene, but I hadn't counted on the external influences that affected it. After months and months of shooting a physical show with the hectic schedule and the pressures that came with it, the emotions were running high. This, coupled with the pressure that this last episode had put on all of us, together with the uncertainty of Highlander's future, made the scene emotionally volatile. 1,500 years ago. You led an army of barbarians to the gates of Paris. You dismantled your army and spared the city. But you broke a promise to yourself. final version that aired. However, that was not how the scene actually sounded. This is. 1,500 years ago, he led an army of barbarians to the gates of Paris. You spared the city, and you disbanded the army. But you broke a promise you made to yourself. To travel west from the Ural Mountains till you reached the sea. Because of difficulties of shooting on location, the scene had to be looped in a recording studio, which sometimes can take away from the quality of the scene. But the quality of Highlander the series had been set in season one. Now Stan, Alex and myself wrapped up the season not knowing what the future was going to hold. Whether we were going to go on to new shows, whether I was going to continue as the Highlander, or Tessa was going to continue as my girlfriend. Whether Stan was going to continue as my little psychic I could beat around every week and he could chase the girls from one side of the set to the other. But I guess it did. I think there was one reason for that, you know. Yeah, you know what it is. There can be only one. Peace.
thanks for joining us this week while we listen to another episode of the adrian tapes that was some pretty interesting stuff stuff that you can only find if you follow us on itunes subscribe like us on facebook find us wherever this media is distributed that's right we're going to be releasing more and more of these adrian tapes uh, alongside our typical weekly episodes in which we review and cover the tv series along with the movies and all sorts of other highlander stuff as well and the only way you can get it every week is if you subscribe and if you enjoy us you should give us a five-star rating on itunes it really helps us gain visibility on itunes that would really help us out yeah gotta put this in front of more highlander fans just like you that's right so thanks for joining us this week and make sure to stay tuned next week for another exciting brand new episode of the highlander rewatch podcast i've been one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is amen bye see ya